Hello you lovely lot and welcome to a new episode of the Independent Spouse Podcast. Today I've been chatting to the lovely Meredith from the Royal British Legion. After 100 years of supporting the armed forces community, the Royal British Legion understands and recognises the challenges faced by serving personnel and their families. That's why they're still here to support us in any way they can. From financial support to housing advice, or just someone to chat to outside the chain of command, they will continue to fight for us 365 days a year. Head to their website for more information or to get involved in their centenary celebrations, visit www.britishlegion.org.uk. And a huge thank you to the RBL for sponsoring this podcast series. Without them, it just would not be possible. So massive thanks being sent to them. This episode with Mary is a great one if you're running your own business and you're in need of some social media inspiration. And it's also chock full of information about the RBL. And I would definitely recommend heading to their website to see all the amazing support they have on offer. So it's now time for the episode and I really hope you enjoy it. Hello, Mary. It's so lovely that we get to have a proper chat. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's going to be a good one. We've spent a few years working together by the British Legion, who sponsored this podcast. And I can't wait to tell everybody about how epic you are. But before that, could you please introduce yourself and what you do? I am Meredith Snedden. I work at the Royal British Legion. I'm the head of social media and content there and also spouse of a soldier in the army. Which is why you're so impressive. Now, we all know about the Royal British Legion. Most of us would have heard of it. And you are head of social media and content there. And this has got to be a huge job because you must have a huge social media following. We do. Um, I think we're like second in the country for charities, actually, which is amazing. I mean, the community on social media and the support they give us is just amazing. But it's also a bit of a challenge. And I obviously have a really amazing team who work with me to make sure that, you know, we're using social media to tell people about what we do, our amazing welfare work. But also it's really important that bit about remembrance and passing the torture remembrance to that next generation and reaching young people on social media to, you know, tell the stories of the armed forces and families and making sure that they understand the service and sacrifice. That's it. The next generation is really important. And we all know being part of the military community, how important remembrance is, but how as generations move on, things get lost. So it kind of brings me to the question about the Royal British Legion and how a lot of us, when we think of it, think of the old veteran with his war medals standing in front of the centaur and marching on Remembrance Sunday. And that is what the British Legion do. However, there's so much more to it than Remembrance. What do the British Legion do for those who are currently serving? So everything, this is one of the kind of, like you said, slight misconceptions is that the RBL is just here for veterans, whereas actually we are here for every single member of the armed forces community. So whether you're a veteran, whether you're serving, whether you're a spouse of someone who's serving or a veteran or if you're a child. So we're here for everyone. So anything that you can access as a veteran in terms of our services and support, you can also access if you're currently serving and a spouse as well. Whether that's, 
you know, you're in crisis and you need a bit of financial support, whether or not it's mental health and physical well-being. And actually, a lot of the time, it's just having a bit of an expert hand. Like, actually, we're dealing with this thing at the moment. For example, we have helped a family recently. He'd been medically discharged. He was going also through some really bad mental health issues and it was really stretching the marriage and they got in touch with us. And actually, you know, we helped them kind of navigate through all of that, get the support they needed. And, you know, they're still together. Their marriage is thriving. They've both got careers now. And sometimes it's not just about that single fix. But one of the great things we do is we look at everything in your lives, whether it's, you know, you need a bit of job support or you need a bit of help with your mental health or you need a bit of help with finances and that sort of stuff. It's completely impartial advice. So this isn't necessarily going to go back to the chain of command. Sometimes you want an external opinion. Obviously, you know, the welfare teams that work in service are amazing and they do great work. Sometimes they'll actually refer cases to us. So if they can't help out, they might refer people to us. But also sometimes it's just about having an impartial opinion. And experts that know about these things. Oh, yeah. We have an amazing team of experts who are, you know, experts in finances, in benefits. That's really difficult, particularly, you know, if you're thinking about transitioning out, getting the access to benefits, war pensions. My husband's still serving, so we haven't gone through that yet. But anyone who has, it's super complicated. And sometimes just being able to pick up the phone and speak to someone who's an expert in war pensions, check that you're getting what you're entitled to is really important. And I think that's great. Yeah. And somebody that understands the community. Exactly. And, you know, we employ so many people from within the armed forces community, but beyond that, everyone who works for us, you know, they work for us because they want to support the armed forces community. And that means, you know, when you pick up the phone and speak to someone, you're speaking to someone who really cares, who understands what you're going through. And I think that's, you know, one of the really special things about the welfare work we do, but also like the privilege we feel in being able to support this community, spouses and serving and veterans like give so much. And I think that's something that all of our staff feel really passionate about. And which of the campaigns that the British Legion has done are you most proud of? Oh, that's a really difficult question because they're like children. Like I love all of them. It's like asking me to choose between my children. The one that I'm most proud of is Tribute Inc, actually, which was one that we ran a couple of years ago. And that was one that I worked on right from kind of conception through to the end of it. And we really wanted to change the conversation around remembrance. So, you know, moving away from that veteran in his blazer with his medals at the Cenotaph, which is still super important, but also that remembrance doesn't just have to be about wearing a poppy. Remembrance can be whatever it means to you and you can choose to remember in a way that feels most relevant and important to you. So we looked at anyone who's serving or married someone who's serving knows how many of them have tattoos and actually looked at you know tattooing as a way of remembering so the amazing tattoos that serving and veterans get to remember kind of important moments in their service achievements that they've made difficult things they've gone through you know sometimes it's remembering someone they've lost in a conflict so we put on this amazing exhibition in partnership with the National Memorial Arboretum that launched in 2019 then COVID came and cancelled everything, but it's back on tour again. And it's also online, it's touring the country. I think it's currently at the York Army Museum. But yeah, if you just search Tribute Inc. online, you'll be able to find where it is and hopefully go and see it. And we worked with an amazing photographer to kind of capture these amazing stories of serving personnel from across the services who, you know, remember using tattoos. So I think that's the thing I'm really proud of. And what a personal way to remember these things. Something that's probably not been captured before. 
No, no. And it's really special. And it's just something that shows that, you know, remembrance is there's no right way to do it. There's no right way to wear your poppy. It's however means most to you. And the most important thing is the act of doing it, not the way in which you do it. Which is one of my questions, because every year we get to November and there's this whole big Facebook thing. And it's like, no, you must wear your poppy on the left and the leaf must be in a certain way. But I've seen the wonderful campaigns that you've done about wearing poppies. So the question is, how do I wear a poppy? However you want is the answer to that. So you can wear a poppy on whatever you want, however you want. Obviously, like currently serving, they have really strict regulations around how they do and do not wear poppies and certain regiments wear it in different ways, like the Scottish lot take the leaf off and all that sort of stuff. You know, that's one thing for them when they're in uniform. But as soon as they're outside of uniform or anyone else, you can wear your poppy however you want, however it feels relevant to you. In fact, this one's like a little crochet poppy that a little old lady knit for the Legion, which I just love. It's so cute. But, you know, you can wear it however you want you know there's no rules remembrance isn't just for a certain group of people or a certain way it's about however you feel like remembering whether or not it's getting a massive tattoo or whether or not it's maybe not wearing a poppy but just pausing for remembrance you know it's however feels relevant to you maybe it's just about donating money you know however it feels special to you so there's no right way Perfect, because you've you got to ask, because I love I love wearing my puppy every year. And I used to be a puppy seller, so I used to sit outside in a co-op. My first ever posting, I did it. And I had the best time ever. I tell you what, if you are lonely as a military wife, your partners are posted abroad or deployed, and it hits November, go and do that, because you just have the best conversations with people, and you'd be so surprised yeah. who will just turn up and just get chatting to you. I think there were like three-hour stints or two-hour stints selling puppies, and I was like, oh, my goodness. But it flies by because it's just so lovely to chat to everybody. Yeah, I mean, our poppy collectors are just amazing and they sacrifice so much of their time and energy into supporting us and raising the funds we need to support the armed forces community and they're really special and it was so sad last year that they weren't able to be out on the streets because of lockdown but all being well they're back this year and actually we're really in need of poppy collectors so if you do want to be a poppy collector please go to the legion's website rbl.org.uk and yeah sign up to be a poppy collector because we really need them they're so essential to what we do and also for me what's really special from a personal perspective is poppy collectors are such a part of our culture as a society you know every november it's kind of like christmas comes around and these people come back out onto the streets and it's a really wonderful opportunity for us to interact with the general public for poppy collectors to meet people but also these collectors who you know a lot of them are you know, a bit older and are veterans and it's a chance for them to chat to people and share their amazing story of their own service and sacrifice. And also just to meet the general public and tell them about all the amazing things we do. Yeah. And for me, it was just a really good opportunity to show the world that there are military families because and quite rightly, there's a lot of focus on the serving personnel and the veterans. But obviously, anybody who's listened to any of these episodes before knows how important we find the families of military serving personnel. And um, it was just a nice way to get heard and to share my side of it because we were living through deployments and military life. It's just nice. And then you also you meet older generations buying their puppies whose partners may have been in World War II and to kind of talk to those it's mostly women talk to them and share stories and and get to know them and you'd never normally have that opportunity so I would recommend it go and head to the website and sign up because I really really enjoyed it so we're talking about remembrance and you mentioned earlier that remembrance can be however it feels to you so probably quite a personal question but what does remembrance mean for you oh that's a really tough question 
remembrance. So not only am I currently married to someone who's serving, but I'm also the daughter and sister of people who are currently serving, actually in the Canadian Armed Forces, because I'm half Canadian. And also my grandfather served in the Second World War. And I think what remembrance means to me is so often when we think of remembrance, we think of just those first and second world war generations and they gave so much. I mean, no other generation like them has come along since what they did was amazing, but also it's everything that's happened since then. And it's, it's not just about the death in service because that is obviously the greatest sacrifice people can make for our freedoms, but it's also about those little things, those spouses who have moved six times in six years in support of their partner, those people who have missed births of children, missed important family events, like, oh my goodness, I can't remember the last time I went to a wedding where my husband was with me, you know, and it's all of that sacrifice in its entirety that I think is what remembrance means to me that it's also about remembering the fallen but it's also about remembering the really difficult things that we as spouses and our partners go through so that we can have an armed forces that defends our way of life both at home and abroad and I think that's what remembrance means to me but I think it's also about I try every year and kind of pick a particular person that I want to remember and sometimes it's veterans I've met through my work at Legion sometimes it's you know stories and I think it's about those individual stories and making sure that we don't feel forget them because so much has been given by the armed forces community and it's really important that we don't forget those individual stories and what they can tell us about being a more peaceful society today about being a more hopeful society and a society that's about reconciliation I think as well it's really important I interviewed lovely Emma Gray at the start of the series I would suggest everybody goes and listen to that one because she sums it up really well when she laid the wreath at the cenotaph to commemorate the hundred years of the Royal British Legion and how her being there represented all of the families of all of the armed forces and how it was really important that she was there so yeah that was a very special interview and I would recommend going back and listening to that one but I want to sort of touch briefly on the emotions because I sat in bed watching that being live streamed on Facebook and sobbed my little heart out because Emma is my lovely friend. And oh my goodness, the emotions. But you have been to the Cenotaph every year. You meet all the veterans every year. You chat to the families. How on earth do you have any tears left? I would say that I invest heavily in high quality waterproof mascara. For anyone who's out there who wears mascara, Lancome waterproof mascara is the one to go for, by the way. Because I mean, I cry all the time. I mean, I cry at the Festival of Remembrance. D-Day this year, I was up at the National Memorial Arboretum for the opening of the Normandy Memorial that was happening in France and the veterans couldn't get there. And I mean, just like I cried pretty much in the face of every D-Day veteran I met because they're all so amazing. So yeah, it, it is super emotional. And what I can say is, you know, I've been here nearly four years, still cry every time and that's okay. And I think that's actually really important that you don't lose the perspective of, you know, those individual people and what they went through. So yeah, waterproof mascara and actually like, don't get heavy on the foundation. That's what I've learned. Handy tips for all these remembrance yeah. things. And also to remember the amazing things the British Legion is doing and to celebrate that too. Exactly. Exactly. And actually, so yeah, we are 100 years old this year, which is amazing. We were formed on the 15th of May, 1921. You know, when you think about what the Legion has achieved for the armed forces community in a hundred years. So we were formed kind of out of the aftermath of the First World War, for those millions who returned home, who gave so much and returned to so little in exchange for them. 
and really unjust treatment on behalf of the government. And, you know, we were formed out of this movement to be there for them, to help them lead dignified lives, to help them lead fulfilled lives as well. And, you know, in a hundred years, the things that we've done, you know, it's establishing TB hospitals that we did in the twenties to treat people who were suffering from TB. We started that, whether or not it was funding disabled games. So we funded something called the Stoke Mandeville Games. And actually those ended up going on to become the Paralympic Games. And we see some of that in the Invictus Games today. And our legacy of campaigning, whether or not it was campaigning for the rights pensions, whether or not, you know, it was campaigning for spouses to be able to get access to pensions, all of those sorts of things, the legacy that the Legion has left in 100 years. But it's not just about what we've already done, but what we're kind of continuing to do and looking to the future and thinking, you know, the armed forces community still need us today. Um, And I think a really profound example of that is a campaign we're running called Stop the Service Charge. I mean, I didn't know this until I started working for the Legion. Commonwealth personnel who serve in the British Armed Forces and could serve for maybe 24 years have no right to remain in the UK. They have no right to remain in the country that they've served once their service has ended. And they have to apply and pay £2,500 per person to apply for the visa to ask to remain in the UK for the country that they've served. So a family of four could have to spend around £10,000 just to apply to stay in the UK for a country that, you know, that serving personnel could have dedicated, you know, the best years of their life to serving. And that I just think is such a huge injustice on behalf of the government. And it's something that we are really passionate about campaigning for. And so, you know, it's not just looking back this year in terms of the amazing things we've done, but actually looking to the future and what's right and what's just for the armed forces community and being there for them and being their voice when they need us to be, I think is just what makes the Legion such an amazing place. And that legacy of campaigning right from the first world war right through till today is just what makes us an amazing organization but also that we couldn't have done that without the armed forces community all of our members all of our poppy collectors like you were you know all of those people are what allow us to do that and we just have this amazing community across the uk and overseas actually we have branches all over the world we've got an overseas welfare team so you know if you're posted to cyprus or germany or canada you can still get welfare support from us even if you're overseas you know i could talk all day about the amazing stuff that we do but I think what makes us really special is the people that help us do that and doing it in the modern way because the armed forces is is modernizing and moving forward and the British Legion is doing that too which is brilliant and at the heart of it I mean for me the heart of it is the social media because that is my access to the British Legion especially during lockdown you have been heading it up which is I mean like we talked about earlier gosh that's a big job but you are still married to a serving soldier and as we all know life can be a bit hectic when you're in this crazy armed forces life so do the British Asian understand how your life could be and are they flexible around your working? 100%. So not only are the Legion signed up to the Armed Forces Covenant, which is actually something the Legion campaigned for, and we're currently trying to get enshrined in the law. So, you know, fair and equal treatment of anyone in the Armed Forces community. But my goodness, they, you know, my experience of working at the Legion has been, they get it. So we had to move in March. Where we were moving to changed three times. The dates changed three times. So I kept having to go back to my boss and saying, actually, I don't need time off then. I need time off to move then. And, you know, just the flexibility and the understanding 
thing was great. And I think the other thing for me is I think we've all experienced being tied to block leave periods. So only being able to take if you want to see a partner, you can only see a partner in like August and Christmas, essentially. You know, they've always been super understanding about that, really flexible with me. They've also been really understanding where, and I'm sure you've experienced this, Jess. Quite often my husband will come in on the Monday and go, you know, you're on leave this week, actually just randomly you've got to use your leave you've got a week off and actually saying to my boss my partner's got some time off time off together is really important to me can I take a couple of days this week and being allowed that flexibility to do that I think they've always been really understanding about and really supportive about you know when he's been away for long periods of time checking up on me making sure that I'm doing okay so yeah my experience of working for the Legion as a serving spouse has been amazing they've been so supportive and I couldn't have asked for a better employer because it is challenging that's so good to hear because you kind of hope out of everybody the Royal British Legion would have got that sorted. And when you're in a position of, gosh, head of social media and content, to be able to have that flexibility is really good to hear. And because you are an expert in all things social media, we're going to put you under a little bit of pressure. There's a load of people that listen to this podcast yeah. that run their own business. And it would be foolish if I didn't pick your brains and your best social media tips. So if you happen to have any or maybe some elements of what the British Legion does that we could tap into, that'd be really handy. So I think my best tip to you is do not feel the pressure to be on every single social media channel that exists. I think so many small businesses and, you know, even charities like the Royal British Legion feel this pressure to be on everything, to be on Pinterest, to be on TikTok, to be on Snapchat, to be on everything. But actually the reality of that is that you will end up spreading yourself so thinly by trying to do everything that you will end up not being successful. So I think my top tip is think about who your audience are. There's so much information online. You can just Google like social media audience followings and it will tell you, you know, if you're trying to target women in their forties and that's the product that you're trying to sell to them, or you're trying to target women in business, for example, there are ways and information online that will tell you, okay, this is the social media channel that you should be using and prioritize that one. Don't worry about trying to be on everywhere else. And really thinking about that. And you're much better off investing your time in doing one, maybe two social media channels correctly, rather than feeling the pressure to be on TikTok because it's really hot and it's really trendy at the moment. But actually really think about that. So that's my kind of number one tip. Do less better. You know, the Royal British Legion are on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. There are people who ask me, why aren't you on TikTok? Why aren't you on Pinterest? And actually, when I look at it and when I look at the audiences we're trying to reach, we would spread ourselves too thinly and we wouldn't be able to have the impact with that younger generation that we're trying to and be able to connect with our community. So that's really important. The other tip, and I know people hear this all the time, but planning, honestly, sit down, spend an afternoon writing your content calendar for that month, going, this is what I'm going to post. These are the days I'm going to post it. There are amazing content calendars out there and plan it, schedule it. I think the more you try and do it day by day as you go, the more stressful a thing it can become, more anxiety inducing it can become. And also, you know, we all have days where we are swept off our feet. We're super busy. We don't have time to post that day. So have a think about that as well. I think people often get really wrapped up in times to post as well. And I think actually that's a bit of a hangover from you know maybe five years ago when the social media algorithms weren't as kind of as refined as they are now when you posted in the day was really important but the reality is that's becoming less so and I think also going back to that kind of less better thing people get really caught up in how many followers they have but actually that's not necessarily the marker of success because if you're reaching the wrong people then it doesn't matter for me focusing on content that really engages with your community is really important you know 
you're much better off to have a piece of content that's got lots of people commenting on it, sharing their experiences, or maybe asking you questions, than you are having something that's got a really big reach. So I think really focusing on content that's engaging is really important. Don't get caught up in how many followers you have. That is not the marker of a successful social media channel because you could be reaching the wrong people. And I think finally, and this kind of depends on the business you run. So, you know, if it's you and it's your personal business, show people that, you know, if you're on Instagram, do stories, tell them what's going on in your day. You know, are you really busy at the moment? Share that. The wonderful thing about social media is it's a chance to be a human being in a way that we aren't with other ways of marketing. And I think people really want to feel a connection to the business they're engaging with. So we try and get our staff on our social media channels to talk about it, to put a face on the people behind it. Because I think brands and small businesses can get really caught up in like being the brand, but actually what's going to bring people to your channels is you being you and sharing your personality and you know if you run a small business it means you're really passionate about that share that with the people who follow you and I think that's really important you know be you be realistic as well don't pretend to like have a if you're running a business and having a really formal tone of voice doesn't feel right to you then be you you know be you on your social media channels you are your best marketing tool you're the best person to talk about your business and I know it's really awkward and I know we've all seen those really awkward Instagram reels of like people pointing at different words that pop up and you know I'm not up for that I couldn't do that but you know talk about what your day talk about what you're up to in your business today there are great ways of just engaging people really simply so I think those are probably my top tips but equally I could talk all day about this brilliant I think we need to do another one that was amazing and so true this is yes people buy from people and that's really important and show yourself a little bit because your passion is your business and don't worry if things go wrong because it is digital and you can delete it it makes such a massive difference and just try some stuff I mean if you want to laugh go to the very first podcast episode and listen to that and see how bad it is you just practice stuff you just do stuff and everything gets better yeah, and no one gained 100,000 Instagram followers overnight. So don't put pressure on yourself unnecessarily. And you know what? There is stuff, even on my own social media accounts, that I have gained the most followers from stuff that I was like, oh, this is really boring, but I'll just post this anyway. And it's gained me loads of followers and loads of people have engaged with me. So I think, like, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Sometimes things are just going to perform really well and you're never really going to be sure why. And that is okay. And have fun with it. Which brings me to the question, how do I find the Royal British Legion? So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So if you just search Royal British Legion, there are main platforms. Do get in touch. We love hearing from people. I think the other thing that's really important is if your people have questions, and they want to get in touch with you. They'll do it on social media. So my team, you know, if you've ever got questions about us, about how you can support us, just drop us a message on any of those platforms and we'll get back in touch with you. And we'd love to hear from you. And also your stories as well. We love when people from the Armed Forces community share their own experiences with us. Yeah, and they are good. I've done it. I have, yes, added the Poppy official and um, have, yes, had a lovely reply from yours. So I do appreciate it. It does work. Do try it. So we're kind of coming towards the end. It has been lovely talking to you and learning more about the Royal Rush Station and all those handy social media tips. But before we go, is there anything that you might like to add? Just one thing. If you're going through a tough time right now, if you need a bit of support, just pick up the phone and phone us. If you head to our website, our number is everywhere on there. You know, if you're a serving spouse and you need a bit of advice, whether or not it's money, housing issues, we can help with all of that. And 
just pick up the phone. We're a friendly bunch. Don't be scared to give us a ring because we're totally here for you. And I think often people feel the shame around stuff like this. There isn't any shame. We all go through things in our life where things are difficult. And yeah, just pick up the phone, give us a ring if you need a bit of help. Whether or not you are in a crisis and we're here to help, or whether or not, you know, you're maybe just not sure about your benefits or you just need a bit of advice around finances, just give us a ring and we will be able to help you. Mary, it's been so lovely talking to you. Thank you for that. And thank you for all the hard work that you and the Royal Bush Student do. Particularly huge thanks for sponsoring this podcast series. It's made such a difference to people and the feedback has been exceptional. So I'm really chuffed that you've been able to do it. And just thanks for having a chat. Thank you. And thank you for what you do for the spouse community. You know, I think it's really important. I'm really passionate that spouses are able to have careers and they feel empowered to do that whilst juggling everything. And I think what you do with this podcast and the network you run is so special and it's such a privilege for us at the Legion to support it. So thank you to you as well. Oh, another huge thank you to Mary and of course the Royal British Legion for a fascinating episode and all of those amazing social media tips please do head over to www.britishlegion.org.uk to find out more about how they can help you and your family. And while you're there, why not see if you could help by becoming a poppy collector this year? I promise you will love it. I had the best time. That's all from me for today. If you've enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe to the series? so that you get to hear each episode straight away. And there are over 50 previous episodes from members of the military community that you can still listen to. So lots of inspiration that you can tap into. I will of course be back next week with another episode. So I shall see you then.